Welcome to Stream of Consciousness. What's good? It's time to settle in, y'all. There's a feeling where it's like, okay, I know what I like, right? And I find myself these days sifting through the internet, having a difficult time really finding what I like. And more and more, I realize that that's, a, that's an arrow, that's, a, a, that's inform, an informative message from myself in the frustration I have to find something that I like. Once we're familiar with something, the gauge of whether or not we really like it isn't as impactful in helping us decide, make a decision about if I want to engage, right? When you're a couple of episodes into a, sh a new show, if you've made it a couple episodes in, right? Odds are now you know the dynamic between the characters, you know what's happening. There's a plot moving forward. You, you, you've jumped onto the canoe and you're t taking the journey with everyone who's offered up this show to you. Um, Y'all remember Stumble Upon back in the day, you know, back in the, the late aughts, early teens? That was, that was unique. That was intense. Um, and that's what our checking in with internet media has become. Netflix is that way. YouTube is that way. Stumble Upon was like this, oh my God. It really showed us, you're like, stumble. It really showed us, oh my God. They made like this internet slot machine of showing us random awesome websites, right? When was the last time we, we were on a random awesome website, right? There's now a handful of mainstream internet slot machines and we all have the ability to put our little piece of us in there for other people to find. I realize that I spend so much time searching in a state of being open to receiving from others. Being here with y'all where I can be in the place where we're all pulling the lever, I'm open to receiving the information that arrives when I sit down in the creator's chair. You know, y'all remember addicting games? That was another kind of like, ooh, what's a game? But there was a, Right, that's, what, that's why video games are different, right? There's a, 
the level of control that you have over what's happening strikes something a little different in our hearts, right? It's a different, perhaps more empowering, perhaps more addictive type of information, uh, type of entertainment. You know? And I think it's an interesting thought to think of, okay, and I'm sure people have said this before, what do we like about video games? Why do I become invested when I play NBA 2K in a lot of my free time? I've, I've developed this team and I'm, I'm in the playoffs and I, oh, I'm down by five, I gotta catch back up. Right? I'm gonna hit it over to my player who shoots a mean three-pointer, right? It's like, it's hitting all of these. Good feeling, I'm in control. Put me in a place where I have the ability to make the next right decision. And here I am in my room with a couch that's a mess, a chair that's a mess, a shelf that's a mess, this hanging rack that has clean clothes from over a week ago that I haven't put away, stuff strewn about on the floor. I have the ability to make the next right decision wherever I am. And there's something something that holds me back from diving into that with excitement and agency and feeling empowered. And uh, yeah, I'm curious, you know, I've been getting really, uh, I'm really in the thick of it with the experience of like my life really being in the uh, around the edges where my days are filled up with working and it feels like a huge task to take care of myself to feed myself take care of my body. It feels like a lot. And I thought about this thought the other day, which was like, it, it, it feels so hard right now to become aware of all the things uh, that I want, right? Where when I sit down, I'm like, oh yeah, I have a lot of desires for how I want my life to look. And Part of why it seems so difficult is because as I look back at my, my childhood, my teenhood, my young adulthood, um, I've become accustomed to not having to put forth a lot of effort besides the effort required to show up to the thing that makes me money. Everything else feels like, okay, well, if I've made money, then everything else is gonna be fine. 
taking care of my home, taking care of myself, doing anything besides just simply filling up my belly, just simply tapping into delicious flavors, alleviating the feeling of hunger. I haven't often focused on the intention behind quality, nutritious foods. Now, I'm certainly not trying to take some, oh my God, I'm doing it wrong or I need to do better in a blamey, shamey way. But it feels like something as simple as coming on here and tapping into some realness Kelly, my dude, is like a screeching halt to this hubbub of constantly getting done with something and being like, I have X amount of hours to chill until the next something I have to go to. And that my life is about soaking in pleasure until then. You know, there's a way that I, I see people who have pets and people who have children being completely devoted to the care that those family members need. I think it's beautiful and I feel scared. I have a feeling of being scared about, wow, if I had family members that really needed me, would I be overwhelmed? Would I be lost? Would I have any time for myself? Would I learn to get up without snoozing? Would I develop less and less resistance to procrastinating the dishes and the making of food and the trying to watch how I spend my money and look at my money differently. Look at the way that I'm living as being less about me and more about the maintenance of the beautiful life around me. And I acknowledge that I don't need to have a pet or a child in order to access that. but it feels like a weight when I look at it and I recognize that, oh, it doesn't feel like that's where I am currently. A big part of it for me is I'm, what, three months sober off weed right now? It feels like way longer than that. But I have to be loving 
I'm learning not to demand so much from myself. As I talked about at the beginning, when I start to recognize that I'm spending a lot of my time looking for something, I realize that I'm looking for something. I'm scanning the external to try and give me something that I don't realize I already have, which is a life all around me, underneath my feet, you know, in my veins, that is quietly and lovingly asking for my attention and my care and my devotion. feels like I'm doing anything I can to find myself in something else. I want to cry watching a beautiful TikTok, you know? I want to feel excited about the drama of the plot thickening in an episode of my new show. I want to find a new favorite creator to tune into to give me updates about what they're doing. And I'm healing from a decade and a half of being addicted to numbing my experience of myself. So when I feel like I'm not doing enough and like I'm not who I want to be, I can stop and recognize, oof, but I'm more me than I've been since I was fucking in middle school. I prioritized the escape from my problems, from my overwhelm, from being really interested in what there is to explore here. So there's a level of excitement that cannot be ignored. I put on this music. This is called the Silent Forest Dash Chill Step Mix by Mixomnia on YouTube. I downloaded this at the end of uh, college, my senior year. I would play this with my, my housemates, my senior year of college when we were playing Monopoly. I would have this on in the background. It was beautiful. And all these songs hold a special reverence. I think about that time in my life, college, senior year of college, where I was steeped in community. I felt confident. I knew my environment around me. 
there were a lot of younger people who I think were looking up to me. But I was still stuck in a lot, a lot of, of, of putting on a mask of hiding my real self from the people around me, smoking a lot of weed. Getting off on the excitement of not being super fucking, I don't know. I've never told this story publicly before, but my senior year, the very beginning, we had a choir, little weekend retreat to learn all our music, to start the process, do like a big deep dive on, on getting familiar with all of our, all of our pieces. And uh, during the middle of the day, this main day, I took like two tabs of acid. I was reckless, man, I was reckless. I was really reckless. That whole summer I was just binging on psychedelics. It was a very beautiful time in my life, but I went a little overboard, you know? And I have a regret about that, but also at the same time, it was what it was. It was fun, it was crazy. I didn't know really what I was doing, what I wanted. And again, it was me feeling superior. That's a big aspect to that. I was feeling superior to a lot of the people around me. You know, I had kind of a I'm better than you, I'm higher than you, I'm more fucked up than you, I'm more crazy having fun, I'm more chill than you. I'm more I don't give a fuck than you. And uh, that was a real pinnacle. That was kind of a climactic moment. And then in the, the years before and the years after, I was, I was chasing. A lot of my life, I've felt like I've been chasing something, chasing. Chasing the next high, right? Chasing after money, chasing after the feeling of contentment. Chasing the next cheap high. And then getting there and then letting go of the chasing until bedtime. Chasing the feeling that would get me to a place where I could drop the chasing, you know? And so I saw a Ramin Nazer uh, art piece today 
that was like always thinking about the next step, never really being present. And it's this long line of yous where you're so focused on the next step, the momentum that we imagine we're building towards the thing that we desire, the thing that we seek, you know? And I lose my, my sense of appreciation. I wake up and I wanna, I wanna distract myself. I wake up and I don't wanna be in my brain for some reason. And so it's no wonder that, like I said, like, this is like a metaphor, like the mess of my room. This is like an externalization of what my inner, what my mind is like. For those of you that haven't seen, I have this messy, messy shit, messy shit, messy shit. And it's not like dirty or disgusting by any means. It's just mostly clothes. But it's like I've carved out this little space around me where I'm sitting right now. It's like the only place where I have space to be. And so I don't spend time in here a lot. I don't tap into a lot of uh, what I'm capable of, I think, you know? Um, time is slipping, slipping away. What does that really mean? You know, what does that really mean? Time is slipping away, slipping away. Mm. Your brain becomes what you tell it. Acknowledgement is the first step. That's good. Tariq says, do you dance? because in the cosmic ballet of the universe, you're the star I'd love to twirl around. Beautiful. You know, I often don't dance and it's interesting because I think a big part of it is that I have a basement neighbor and I live in this old house with really crickety wood floors feels like I'd be stomping and stomping around if I were to dance where I am. Please don't go away. 
again, it's like the thought of having something, someone else who really needs me. You know? Like if I had a, my sister coming to visit tomorrow and she was gonna use my room to stay with us for a little while. Well, by golly, I would, I would be lovingly cleaning up this space right now. You know, if this room was gonna be the, the new nursery for my child, I would be lovingly setting it up as a beautiful space for a baby to lay its tender head at night. I am the baby. I am my family. I deserve to have a spot that has been lovingly curated and set up for me to have the most beautiful, successful time. There's nothing wrong with me. I haven't given myself the space to truly acknowledge the desire that I have to be cared for. I've isolated myself for so long, you know? Feeling like because I'm so honed in on all the things I'm not doing right that I don't deserve the things that I could do for me. This idea of conditional love I gotta earn self-care. I gotta care for myself more in order to earn being cared for by myself. Two hours, I can't get anything done in two hours. I gotta just get on my phone and I gotta just chillax before work. And that's what being here reminds me of. Thank you everybody for listening. I don't really know what else to say. Shout out Trader Joe's Winter Sangria Sparkling Water. Tastes like gummy bears. Like fruit roll-ups. And again, what I remember is that when I'm truly being with myself, when I'm taking ownership 
of this exact moment right now, I'm tapped into the knowledge that because of the time I've put forth now, at some other point in the future when I need, when I'm searching for something, I'm able to be the something that I'm searching for. Wes, out there in the future, hey man, glad you're listening. Maybe you're cleaning up your room in a year. Maybe you're driving some DoorDash to help make rent. Maybe you're driving to a client's house. Maybe you're on a plane ride headed home because your grandfather just died. And you're tapping into something because you just need something. My dude, you're right where you're supposed to be. Don't worry about how much the plane ride cost you. Go be where you're needed. This is what you're made for, to show up right where you're supposed to be. You're not doing anything wrong. You shouldn't have been there any earlier. It's okay. Help to usher in yourself and the people that you love to a place where you're not ignoring what's happening in your lives. It's not a place to be scared of. It's not a place to run and hide. It's not too much. It's not, it's not too scary. It's what life is. This is the decaying material of the earth laying down in its exact right timing to help give us more fertile soil from which to grow the fruits that we will feed to our children and our children's children and our neighbors, okay? So don't worry, man. You're good. I'm proud of you. I really am. (laughs) Take some deep breaths with me, man. Episode 162, let's fucking go.
Thank you, Steph. What's up, homies? We got 2K likes in here. Thank you. Morgan. Morgan, bro. Morgan, let's fucking go. Adrian, thanks for being here. Morgan, Steph, Don, Muhammad, thank you guys. Don't forget you can listen to this whole, uh, this whole live stream on my podcast, Stream of Conscious Wes. Uh, within the next week, we'll have that up. And that'll be up there for years. So, uh, yeah. You know something that, and that's the reason I bring this up, something that I like to do is just take a random scroll back through the, the 160 episodes and just stop on a random one that you haven't listened to, or even if you have. You know, it's like developing a catalog of messages that are timeless and that will find us when we need them most because we went looking, right? Because we pulled the lever, searched for something, decided, hey, I'm going to try to tap into something real right now. And I'm going to go find that in, in West with West. That's what I want for myself and the people around me is to have a space to go check in, uh, be reminded of what's important and what matters. get so tunnel visioned on what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong. But, uh, that's not real. What do I mean by that? Things can go wrong, certainly. But we start to look for it. Right, because when we're saying what's wrong, might be, why do I feel like something's wrong? If I feel bad, something must be wrong. But we can flip to the other side of the coin. <laughs> and instead acknowledge there's a feeling and say to ourselves instead, Where might my attention and energy and effort be most impactful? To perhaps address something that needs attention, something that feels wrong, or to seek something that feels good, something that will make us feel good, something that will serve us or others or the greater world. That's cool. 
It's exciting, in fact, you know? Adrian said, this is reminding me of what I was just writing about right before I came here. Amazing. Amazing. Um, Adrian, just taking a shot, would you, would you be interested in just popping in to the live and sharing a little bit about what you were just writing about? Is that crazy? Is that crazy? By no means, please don't feel pressured at all, but I'd love to hear, and I know it can be a little tedious to, to write stuff in the, the small word counts that uh, TikTok. Yo. What's good? Whoa. Yo, welcome. Hi, yeah, so I was just, and I was writing about um, how the options that we're able to see are actually very limited by the emotions that we're feeling in any given moment. Like, I even studied this in psychology, where, like, when you're in a negative state of mind, the things that you can think of to do are much more limited than when you're feeling a positive emotion like happiness or excitement. You, the things that you can think of to do at any given moment, they're just there's just gonna be way more that you can think of when you're yeah. <laughs> in a more positive state of mind. Totally. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to think of it as like I don't know, imagining like there's like, and obviously it's not, the world isn't in a line and negative and positive on either side of the line. But if you think about it that way, that when your state of mind is more on this side, this becomes like a, a type of higher wall where more of the options that you see as available are going to be limited depending on which side of the wall you're standing on, because it's it's just affecting your vision, like the way that you're, the things that your brain is tuning into, like you said, is very different. Um, yeah. yeah. Cool. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, it is like, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. Like I said, like thinking about even like needing to address uh, or be solution oriented versus having a more open idea about, I mean, that's a huge shift in thinking about what our, what our attention really is. Like if I'm starting to be like, man, why am I not feeling the way I want to feel? You know, like I can start to look at, okay, well, what am I paying attention to lately? 
right? It doesn't, let, let's throw out positive negative for this conversation now and think about like, does, is there information about whether or not I'm checking in with the stuff that has the ability to impact my state of being, my state of mind. Um, because I think, you know, that that's why something like meditation has such an impact on our lives, right? That's why something like being uh, totally engulfed in I mean, you know, I, I hate to harp on this same string all the time, which is like, I'm watching TV every day, I'm on TikTok every day, I, I'm not checked into my own environment, my own inner environment, as much as I am with other shit. And like, that without coming in and trying to be like you're addicted to this stuff get off it right that's like that's a way that i learned from the people around me throughout my life to try and address things was to kick yourself into gear and you know you know it's in it's in the culture ditch the sugar go on a diet you know well you're sad because you didn't exercise like all these ways of being like it's your fault you need to make better choices. Um, and just there's the acknowledgement of like, I am making these choices. And if I just find myself being overwhelmed in the moments when I feel what's what I'm feeling, I see how that starts to color what my experience of myself is and that's i can see the correlation between what is informing my daily choice to turn on the tv before i've turned on my inner awareness a lot of the time um because you know life can be stressful and life also can be every every click on the spectrum of feelings um and so to open up a little bit more and i've, I've acknowledged that for me like trying to make some kind of huge epic shifts and and the tomorrow's day one of my new morning routine or or whatever um that that is a pendulum and it swings me back to the comfortable stuff a lot harder and and it's it's not often out of a place of love and care and that's like what I've been talking about this whole time. Um, yeah, you have anything else you want to share?
Yeah. Um, I mean, and I've been, I've been thinking a lot too about my motivations behind certain things, like why I'm doing things and how it's often just out of fear, <laughs> you know, like, um, with everything. I don't know. There was like, there was, there were quite a few things that you said just now that gave me thoughts, but I can't remember in this moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, and something also that you were saying earlier, like just going in the direction of what makes you excited is a really good thing to do, but not always easy. <laughs> um, there, there are actually <laughs> there are so many thoughts, but I I don't know how to put them together in this moment. Yeah, no, that's okay. That makes me think of like the way that I've mentioned, like my room has clothes everywhere, and it's like I can't even sit on my couch or my chair right now. And I like I'm like tracing this back to like my childhood which was like, I never really had the opportunity to access the excitement that is possible and exists within me about being excited to have a place that was fully cleansed and cared for and spacious and all the, all the room for me to interact with it in any way I wanted to, right? Because every fucking Saturday, my mom was like, you gotta clean up or you can't go play with your friends. So, and so having stuff cluttered around then was like cut off from my experience of the joy of having put things and tidied them up. And it was about getting it done so someone else would be happy or so, so that someone else would no longer punish me. Yeah. So even just in this one example, and it, this mentality happens in all so many other different areas in life, not just about picking up your clothes, where I'm trying to reach into myself, in, into being conscious and aware of what I desire and realizing that I can, I can, and I want to be driven by my desires and not by the, I suck because I'm messy and I need to clean up so that I no longer suck so that my room no longer sucks, right? Or whatever, because that, right? Which was like, me always getting high for years, checking out from being really present with my life and then recognizing I wanted to change and spending many years being like, I need to quit, I need to quit, I need to quit. Oh, you didn't quit? Oh, well then fuck it. And then having this ping pong back and forth instead of actually taking the time and having the actual conversation within myself about, no, I desire the clarity and the presence that I haven't been able to access because I've been making this quick choice, just like my room. I've been throwing my shit on the couch 
because I'm eager to move on to the next thing instead of being like, whoa, I could take 10 seconds to hang that up or to fold it and put it right here. And, the, you know, I can be like, oh, I want to get high, but I actually want to be sober this week because there's something that I will be able to access. There's feelings that I desire to be in touch with, right? There's presence with my community, my friends, people here, my partner that I want to have a sober mind to enjoy. And that now sits here. And it's something that I have a conversation with when some of these old desires come up, when I have a craving, when I'm seeing things that I wish were different. Um, yeah, and it's like, damn, you know, I, I was kicking my shit in the closet so I could run out and not miss you know, five minutes of The Simpsons when I was 10, year, 10 years old, where I was like, wow, this runs deep. And, and it's even more of a reason to be, to not be hard on myself, not be hard on ourselves for where we're at right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I can definitely relate to that, like, with parents, <laughs> like, my mom used to be super hard on me for that. Um, and then also with not doing things the right way. <laughs> so that idea comes into my mind a lot like and stops me from just doing things because I'm like, I don't want to do it wrong. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's like another part of it. Um, but I did kind of shift that, like keeping my space clean for myself. Um, within the last year or so and it really was all about just the way that I was seeing it like I'm not like you know like you said being hard on yourself all the time but I was like I started looking at it like this is just this is something that makes me feel good <laughs> you know I feel better once I do this like yeah you know and knowing that you, de you deserve to have and that kind of thought process going on but definitely like when you're when you're being hard on yourself it's it's it blocks you from actually doing what you want to do like it's it, it creates more resistance yeah totally resistance yeah yeah and it, and it's hard when that's just what you grew up with and like that's kind of the mentality that you get in a lot of situations where you're just constantly being hard on yourself, like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this, I need to be doing this and that. Um, and it makes it harder to actually start making the changes that you want to make. Yeah, um, sure. Like, though at least I've started, like, making my bed every day when... Um, before I never used to do that or understand why I should really. Um, there's still a lot of other areas in my life where I just won't do things because I'm being too hard on myself. Yeah. Like I, I limited my amount of progress that I've actually made because I'm just 
putting myself down for not being a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and yeah, it's just like the difference in approach. And uh, and I think there's something to be said about like the impact of like in some ways like capitalism having its grip on us in that it's gonna sell us all of these problems in order to sell us the solutions right like it's like more than just and it there's it serves some companies profits for all of us to think that we're failing in x different ways to think that we don't have the ability to access what we want without some prepared regimen and product that is going to get us there you know like i don't know if that's necessarily super related but i think it's like you know, I mentioned watching The Simpsons as a kid, and I'm like, most of us have been advertised to since our brains were tiny. And even though it's not like I'm programmed to always want Lucky Charms to this day, there is a feeling of like, wow, a part of me is thinking that I just need to buy a room organizing shelf, you know, like that I just need to work harder, that everything that I see around me is my fault for not having prepared. And a consumer who hates themselves is a bigger spender than someone who is content with all the choices that they're making. So in all these subtle ways, we have been seeded by the culture and like my mom is a is just as a part of a capitalistic culture as the person who wrote the script for the commercial so it's hard to trace lots of these things because they're so subtle and they're so common and we don't think that a billboard works but there's a reason that it's there you know, we don't think that being told that you're a failure if you still live with your parents has to do with capitalism, but it does because now you have to buy all the things that you wouldn't have to buy if you were still living with your community. Like, so everyone says, you know, there's a reason that someone's a loser if they live in the basement of their parents house because you know what i mean like it's it, it all like stacks on top of each other to help
help build the people that we are and to make us feel shitty about ourselves. And so this stuff that we're talking about being desire focused, acknowledging from what state of mind we're making decisions, like it's actually like very radical thinking and it's uh it's hard definitely yeah i think in a lot of our minds we're just very programmed like i just need to be working harder all the time like you just like i feel the need to constantly be working which and which is super relevant for me right now because i'm sick and i can't work right now yeah. uh, i do instacart um and it's like i can't go do that because i've I've been very sick i'm i mean it's like a few days in now so i'm getting better but it's it's been really hard for me to just accept the fact that i can't be working right now totally dude i feel you on that and um but it's like even just in every like every day just that thought in the back of your mind like i just need to be working and then it, it stops you from really doing anything else like exploring any other like creative things for example and then there's also this idea that like you can't make money doing creative things like that's deeply ingrained in a lot of people and it stops you from going after what you actually want to do yeah for sure yeah it's tough man yeah i i resonate with that i've been i've been driving doordash for since covid started yeah. and like just the past like six months i got another job and so i'm just slowly kind of transitioning to doing that less but i still can't can't survive on my other job alone and there, and there is like a feeling of like there's an afternoon or there there's i'm like sitting at home in the evening i'm like well i should be making money like it's it kind of can start to creep in to making me feel bad about myself because i'm like I don't deserve to rest right now. I still got to make my rent, like all that. And it makes it even harder to, to do things that are the tiniest bit more active in my free time. Um, Cause I just want to fucking collapse. <laughs> yeah and just not have to think turn my brain off right even when you know we, we might be able to outside of that feeling look and be like well like driving around and shopping for people it's not like that's hard so why am I so, why am, why am I so tired? Or why can't I just be better? And you know, it very easily pulls the 
blame finger back on us because we have this idea about what work is worthy of, you know, being stressed by or something. I don't know. Definitely. Yeah, like I'll find myself rushing my morning routine because I'm like, I just need to go work. Like, I do stuff like, you know, make sure I eat some good food, maybe meditate so I'm in like a better state of mind. Do I like to do Qigong. And then sometimes I'm just like, I can't even be present for like that kind of stuff because I'm like, I got to get out and work. Same here, man. Same here. Yeah, when there's like that, that creeping thought of like, and I, and I always start to think like, you should have gotten up earlier, you need to be on the road now. You need to just do the bare minimum, you need to just make your coffee and brush your teeth and then run out the door. Right. And uh, yeah, that's so funny. Feels so serious. It does. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is it really going to be that big of a difference if you just took a little bit more time to be present? Like, even if you just, you know, because sometimes you're like, well, I, I don't even have time to eat anything good like i'm just gonna grab something quick and go yeah yeah (laughs) you know how bad would it really be if you just allowed yourself to have that you know totally yeah like yeah like making something feels like oh my god i don't have time for this yeah and i think that's how we all feel you know like when our time is like this incredible, like precious resource. And like, when it comes to like the hour before work, we are like, ah, I don't have any. And then it's like, it's hard to like manage everything. And I don't know, it makes me think about like what I was saying at the beginning. I don't know if you were here, just about like seeing people who have pets to take care of or who have children to take care of where there's like this this other being that you're in charge of their care feels like that is like a um a very quick way to tap into what your time is for and how you can manage it when there's someone else who is relying on you like in your home when it's like for food or like for all of these things so that you know they can live that I'm like wow I, I don't want to think that that level of 
preparedness and showing up with no questions and taking the time that it takes to really care for someone like that isn't held within someone else. I have that within me now. And so I don't want to think, well, that level of care and managing our days, like, I don't want it to just be unlocked by someone else. I want to care for myself in that, with that same level of, I, I matter. Like giving myself a breakfast matters. Giving my body some light movement matters, right? And those things are almost always like the first things that we let go of when we're in a rush, that drop off of our priority list. Um, and so, yeah, like figuring out what works for us as individuals, which one we want to incorporate. And that's the thing for me where it feels like every time I do, you know, cook a breakfast that takes a little longer or put on a 10 minute qigong routine i always fucking think about it as like all right i'm gonna do this tomorrow too and then i don't and then i don't do it again for two weeks you know like so it becomes this thing of like i can just do it today and i don't have to always try to hold myself to well if i did it today i can do it every day and i think the more that i just do it today the more that my today is just going to be today all the time and that is going to be where lasting change starts to occur when i'm not worried about making sure i do it in this long vision of the future instead of just being happy with having made the choice in the moment. Yeah, I definitely think that's true. Yeah, I, I think I've noticed that for myself. Like, because I did, I did start doing my like qigong exercises every day. Um, I haven't for the past like four because I've been sick and <laughs> not sure. have any energy. But um, but I think because i had tried to do that like tried to do it every day before and very much was having that mentality like let me do this let me set this routine every day and then it it just wasn't and i think when i let that go i found myself doing it more consistently hell yeah so that yeah that definitely plays a role in it all yeah Dope. And then, like, with what you're saying about, like, you know, with that having, if you had someone else that you needed to take care of, it's, yeah, it's really sad that we can't, we have a hard time seeing for ourselves. I deserve to do this thing for myself. You know? Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm 30 and I look at lots of old friends who had, had kids like 10 years ago and their kids are like in middle school and shit. And I'm like, damn, you know, I'm like, holy fuck. Like, I don't feel ready for that level of responsibility. And yet again, yeah, it's like the, the thought of like, but if it were to happen or if it were to have already happened, like that's the thing, right? Is I see myself being very capable of showing up for what's necessary, right? So it's like meditation has never felt necessary, right? Like a good example for me is like brushing my teeth is falls into the necessary bucket for me throughout my life experience. And so a lot of times I'm like, what's necessary? Getting dressed, brushing my teeth, coffee often falls into necessary. When there's been a lot of days here and there lately where I haven't drank coffee and I'm like, oh, that's actually not necessary, I'm okay. And so I'm like, you know, when walking the dog and letting the dog out or getting my child, you know, when this stuff falls into necessary, I'm like, okay, like, if I can find a deeper rooted understanding of how my life is impacted by doing these certain things, the more I can be like, wow, that felt good. Wow, uh, my body felt good after doing my Qigong yesterday and the day before. Maybe I'll, I'll add it in to, I brush my teeth, I'll drink a cup of water while I'm setting up my Qigong video. And then, you know, like when I'm like, oh, I don't need coffee, but I want to feel that. I'm like, oh, I could walk out the door right now without doing my Qigong, but I know how good I felt when I did it previously. So like, oh, my room is a mess. I, I remember how good it felt when I had everything put away where it goes. I'm going to make this a little more necessary today. And just like, however it is that we find the new the the a way where it's not some clenched i got to maintain this routine and it's more about i'm going to take care of myself because i deserve that that's what we can get to i think Good shit. Well, I have a, a big uh, shift all night tonight on the horizon. So I'm gonna head out. Much love to all y'all. Adrian, thank you for popping in and sharing. Steph, Gator, Kelly, thank you guys for hanging out. And, uh, like I said, 
sometime in the next week, uh, this live stream will be uploaded uh, on Stream of Conscious West. So give that a listen. Adrian, great talking, and I'd still love to, you know, in the next whenever, um, have a longer chat with you. But it was nice to hear from you. And uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for talking. You're welcome. I definitely would like to do it again. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm glad. All right, guys. Later. Have a great Sunday. Peace. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going. No, I don't know. Uh, I don't know where I'm going. No, I don't know. I don't know, but that's alright. I'm just living my life. It's taking me over and I'm excited to see. Uh, I write the pages of my life now. It is a new chapter. Turn the page. What will I write down? I do not know the words to say. Well, that's a good start, brother. If you really don't know, then say it. Tell me that you don't know what you should be saying and say that. Because as you get in tune with who you are, soon those words will become easier and easier to write down. Right now is the place that I used to wish I could be. And now it's like I'm wishing that I'm future me. Whoa, dude, why? Seriously? This is what your life is made of. But I don't know where my life is going. Okay. And is that a problem? <laughs> uh, hello? This is the fabric of time, making me feel like time is a singular line, but really it's wrapped up around my fingertips, making me realize I can mold it to my grandest desire. But what do I desire? Again, take stock of what you value, get cocked back, and ready to explode into the lane that you will know even if you don't now. I don't know what my life will look like soon, but I am writing down what it feels like right now. So, that's enough for me, truly. If I write this song, Will you listen, please? I'm talking to me. I need to listen to myself sometimes. Not because I'm wise, or because I have shit to say, that, but because as I uncover what's underneath the outer exterior, what has been hidden behind layers and layers of fear, inability to articulate my truth. Here I am doing just that. And I'm happy to be doing it. And 
I hope that you can feel that. I certainly can right now. This is life. This is what we have. And I'm happy to have it. I'm happy to share it. Period. Wow, 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 wow.